I'd like to welcome musician Rob McDonald to the WPKN Airwaves, a veteran of the Greenwich Village folk scene. McDonald was a constant presence at many of New York's most prestigious folk clubs, including Gertie's Folk City and The Bottom Line, and he still tours extensively. Rod is currently living in Delray, Florida. He teaches an ongoing series of masterclasses at Florida Atlantic U, where he lectures on popular music. He has a fine new album out called Rants and Romance, that WPKN's own Robin Bateau turned me on to, and I'm so glad he did, because that's why I invited Rod here today to talk about the new album, Rants and Romance. Welcome, Rod. Hi, Kevin. You know, right away, I have to tell you, I'm really pleased that you have many songs that touch on the issues of the day. There was a time that these types of songs were pretty common, and even hits on the radio. I think about For What It's Worth, Universal Soldier, Masters of War. Uh, big Yellow Taxi is a big one, and th that's just a few of them that, that were actually were played on the radio. Not so much anymore. They're, they're so far and few between. And I was thinking that we have no lack of material to write songs about, which is what you've done. You, you, what compels you to write songs that uh, reflect some of what's going on in our society today? You know, compels is a good word. Uh, I guess you just get an idea and you go with it. I live in Florida where there's no shortage of news uh, about people wanting to exercise power in all sorts of ways for better or worse sometimes you just have to look at the newspaper and it gives you an idea but but a lot of a lot of the songs on rants and romance i kind of lived with for a while too i wrote some of them during the period of the pandemic when we weren't going out at all and and some of them afterwards and i think that i just had time to let things kind of sort through my thinking process, I guess, for better or worse, and, and until I felt like I'd arrived at something that that made sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, there's, yeah, actually, I have three songs about that period that you're talking about. They, they, I guess we call it the COVID period. They're really interesting, the pandemic, six feet away, and smallpox. When you say you lived it, that's where you get your inspiration for your lyrics in the song. I mean, they're, some of them are pretty amazing. I mean, the pandemic is sort of a look back from the future, right? You write about a future time when you're living with your mom or the characters living with the mom and they're talking about what happened back in 2023 and 2022. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it, it it's kind of a, a vantage point from the future. In the next generation to come down the line, I believe it was a year 2039. They asked, hey mom, what was the pandemic? I've been hearing about it in school and I bet it was something you'd never want to do again mom sat down shook her head and said with a grin oh the pandemic wasn't that a time well you know one of the things that, that did motivate me when i was and heal the world uh is another song that's definitely a product of this um I, I, we were shut down you know we weren't doing anything uh, even here in Florida, where I live in a fairly suburban neighborhood, we hardly ever left the house except to go for a walk once a, once a day in the evening. Um, there was a period of time in which my wife wouldn't even let me go to the grocery store. And we ordered all our groceries and, and all of my singing jobs were canceled. I was supposed to go to Europe on tour, that got canceled. Everything went south for probably six months or so. And then so during that time, I started asking myself, well, what's, what do I, what's on the, gonna be on the other side of this? You know, what, 
what's likely to come out of it and what would I like to see come out of it? And, and I, I suppose um, some of those things I put into the songs, the pandemic is just kind of a look back on that period of, of history from the vantage point of the future, as you said. And Heal the World is more a statement of, you know, how it would be if we could really learn something from from it about treating our our planet better and treating ourselves better. I I don't know if we have, but it's I guess a, a prayer that we will. Heal the world. Heal the world. It's a simple prayer. Sing it everywhere. Heal the world. Now we know that Mother Nature loves all creation, not only me and you. She will rise up if you harm her loved ones. Yes, we're beginning to see that it's true. Come on, heal the world. Do you feel like COVID is some kind of response to the way modern man is, is treating the planet and, and Mother Nature? You know, I think it's arguable. I'm, I'm not sure that I that I'm I'm not a scientist, but Mark Dan, the bass player and, and pro, fellow who produced co-produced the CD with me, you know, he said that to me early on. And I and I, I thought that it made sense. He said he thought that that COVID was a response to what we're doing to the planet, that that the planet didn't like people and, and it was trying to get rid of us <laughs> <laughs> on some level. I think that's there's something to that in a way. We are very carelessly destroying our own world, you know, and and, uh, and even though there you see daily news headlines about this and that and how we're going to change and everything, nothing is really changing, and it's certainly not changing fast enough. Right. Well, so, even if it's not COVID, that is a response to that. There's other things now going on. Mother Nature seems to say, hey, look, I'm going to drown you or I'm going to take away your water or, you know, there's too much population. We're going to have a lot of die offs. I mean, it seems the planet is responding to kind of the abuse that mankind has heaped upon it. Well, it's certainly um, it, it's certainly getting warmer and, and that's leading to stronger and stronger hurricanes over the warmer oceans and, and more and more fires as the as uh, places like as we saw in Maui uh, reach a kind of tipping point where fire becomes a spontaneous moving thing uh, from the from a degree of heat that you know people hadn't experienced before. And what I like about your songs is you don't you don't hit them over the head necessarily with this. You know, this is the way it is. You sort of spin it so that it's a story about life, and then there's a little aside here and there about the things that you're you're finding problems with. I'm a I'm a somewhat trained journalist. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a career a modest career as a journalist before I was a songwriter. And, and I think that has colored my approach to writing on some level that I don't even maybe consciously seem aware of, but I like to, I like to tell a story from kind of letting the details tell the story and let the conclusions kind of come from, from that rather than starting off with, you know, here it is, this is what's, this is what's true and isn't true. I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm going to, I'm probably an, an, as opinionated a person as anybody else, but I don't think that one of my opinions is that I know all the answers to everything. I, I just don't think that about myself. So I, a lot of my songs are, 
I guess inquiries, they're, they're kind of like looking at something and trying to get some, make some sense of it. I, I write a lot of songs that way, I think. That of things yeah, you, that, do. you do. That interest me that I just like to understand better. And so from that process, uh, I, and I think sharing that with people, you know, in song gives them a chance to go through that process as well, rather than, as you say, being hit over the head. There's a whole political party Swears there's no global warming They got their own TV network To tell them it's all a joke This guy calls me a tree hugger For the electric car I'm riding Climbs down from his monster truck In a big blue cloud of smoke You may be right, I say I don't know the future And if you are miss my chance to make that engine wide and if you're wrong people will lose their homes and families freedom goes both ways my friend i'm exercising mine yeah like with smallpox the song i mean you have your tongue firmly planted in your cheek that you you miss smallpox you know <laughs> I yeah, mean, I and, but it's an interesting thing that, you know, you're right. I mean, people deny the fact that we should get vaccinated and protect ourselves or, you know, our fellow citizens. And, but, you know, and forget that smallpox was basically eradicated because we did get vaccinated. And that is how we got rid of smallpox. Yes, everybody was vaccinated. It was simply given no place to go. Right. And we, we did not do that with COVID. And so it it, it keeps coming back around. That's. I think there's some truth to that, yes. If you know who was governor a hundred years ago, he'd have stood up for her freedom, don't you know? You wouldn't have to be vaccinated, and let me just say, it's a shame we don't have smallpox today. Yeah, it's a shame we don't have smallpox today. There was no one with the courage to stand in the way When we all got vaccinated and the disease went away Now it's a shame we don't have smallpox today How do you feel living in the, the state where woke goes to die? I mean, do you, do you play in clubs and stuff? Do you get any pushback when you do that? Well, I, I suppose I'm known... Uh locally as uh, as on the left side of uh, or on the whatever the uh, the pro woke side of the occasion you know I, I i don't really uh feel all that at home in florida these days though it certainly isn't because of people in the world of folk music the folk world down here is is pretty progressive and 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 the musician world in florida is, is pretty progressive but i do think that the state has become as a, as a political entity, the state has become a, a real negative place to be. And, and, and the leadership of the state is very authoritarian and, and narrow-minded uh, and intolerant. I mean, it goes across a lot of boundaries. They're not only going after COVID, you know, vaccinations and telling people that uh, COVID is a fantasy and that they shouldn't get vaccinated, but the things that are in that song, they, they, the legislature passed a law taking away from the cities the rights to pass their own zoning regulations. They, they, uh, the legislature redistricted the state to take away, to specifically target black uh, majority districts and break them up. Um, the this was all done at the instigation of the of of the governor who's running for president. 
the state removed the leadership of, of a very cool small college that was kind of the one place, the one Florida state college that young people could go who were gender diverse or, or African-American students oriented towards learning their own history in a, in, a, in a place where it would be taught with an open mind. And the state went in and, and just attacked the school, removed all the stop people, took out all those programs and uh, caused a mass exodus of students to other states, actually, which, you know, is, is it shooting itself in the foot, but that's kind of what's going on here. I feel very strongly that the state of Florida is going in the wrong direction down here. And, and that, and, and I believe, um, I think somewhere in, in my own outlook that things like that rebound very badly in the long term on places. So that I think that Florida will suffer a certain karmic penalty for its, you know, for its official delusions that it can, that it can uh, lie about history and, uh, and uh, marginalize people because it doesn't like them for their their gender preference. I think that 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 will that the state of Florida will suffer in the long run because of those things. Now the governor stands for freedom. We can all agree. It's freedom to tell schools they can't teach as they please. It's freedom to tell employers they can't tell their employees to protect their own workplace from infection disease or is freedom to tell the health department they can't count the dead or is freedom to name a health director who's out of his head or is freedom to tell the voters all the ways their votes are gone or is freedom to tell women their bodies aren't their own or is freedom to tell the cities they can't have their own laws or is freedom to tell the legislature the maps they can't draw Unless they guarantee him victory, just in case that smells It's freedom to fire everyone and count the votes himself And it's a shame we don't have smallpox today Yeah, but you can have our governor, he's coming your way He's running for president, you better not say gay It's a shame we don't have smallpox today What's your thoughts on Floridians? Are they buying it? I mean, is it 50-50? Is it, are there more people that are buying his kind of, you know, the anti-woke stuff, which I hate that term, but I mean, it's like he keeps pushing these social issues and I'm not too sure the, the majority of the young and even some of the old are, agree with him. I think Florida was, was always um, um, a majority liberal moderate to liberal state um but that it rarely was reflected in elections because particularly statewide elections because there was there's uh, there's been a massive difference in the amount of money that the right wing has had um i, I mean a difference of like let's say one I believe DeSantis had a $200 million war chest and, and his opponent had like $9 million to run on in the last election. Um, the, and so the media of the state have, uh, you know, they spend their, generally between elections, the media of the state whine about all the things that someone like DeSantis does. And then when the election comes, they go silent and, they, and they're afraid to take it on. Oh. Uh, I think that... What did happen, though, because of COVID was that a lot of the people from the northeastern states that were um, uh, 
the people that were anti-vaxxers, uh, conspiracy theorists, people who believe that Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring from a pizzeria, and all those people moved to Florida because they were in the in the minority in the states where they lived, and they didn't want to have to wear masks. They didn't have to get want to have to get vaccinated. They didn't want to have to observe lockdowns, um, and so they moved here. And so I believe that there now is a probably a majority of people that are uh, on the lunatic uh, edge of things, and uh, <laughs> it could be. Uh, it could be dangerous to live here for the foreseeable future. But, you know, also COVID took care of a lot of them. I mean, uh, they have the highest statistics, I think, on on deaths because of COVID in states like Florida who denied the fact that they needed a vaccination. Well, I wish I, 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 I wouldn't want to sit here and say I take pleasure in that fact. I don't want to say. No, I don't either, but it's just like I, ironic. I do wish, I wish that, uh, I, I wish that that fact would be so well known to people that they would say well we maybe we're not maybe we're wrong mm -hmm. you know it's amazing how 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 wrong some things are and have been wrong for so long and yet people continue to lie their way around them i mean if if you look at what's going on with the hurricanes and the fires and, and climate change i think the conclusion is inescapable that the 30 something years republicans have been saying climate change is is a myth is uh are, that they're either idiots or they're wrong one way or the other but either way why would you ever want to support those people again they've been they're they're clearly wrong they've clearly been wrong for a long time and they've prevented the kind of progress that needed to be made that would have prevented what's going on now uh why would you ever want to support them if i mean i don't mean you or me i mean why would anybody looking at this situation want to support them any further and yet they say oh uh, it's not because of climate change it's because uh it's because uh joe joe biden's son uh, the, that the you know lahaina burned to the ground i mean it's just the the lack of of awareness is astounding out there and, and the other song i play a lot is enough about me um i like the lyrics i knew a country great and strong had a powerful sense of what was right and what was wrong from whatever race or religion you came, your rights and freedoms were all the same. And I believe that anything less would mean we surely made a mess of this beautiful land of the free. That's really yeah. beautiful. I knew a country great and strong With a powerful sense of what's right and what's wrong From whatever race or religion you came Your rights and your freedoms were all the same and I believe that anything less would mean we've surely made a mess of this beautiful land of the free. Ah, but enough about me. You know, um, I um, have done a lot of Phil Oaks nights with Sonny Oaks. One of the things that's always struck me about Phil Oaks and, and some of the other people that were writing what what we think of today as protest songs is um, that in the early 60s, some of those songs were really almost evangelical. I mean, if you listen to Phil's songs, what's that I hear ringing in my ear? It's the sound of freedom calling. Come walk with me through this green and growing land. Come through the mountains and the, the meadows and the mountains and the sand. 
I'm thinking more of the ones that are like almost evangelical about America that say, you know, America is this well, not a paradise, but this great shining symbol in the world of what America stands for. And now let's live up to it. Now we're locking down the borders and filling up the jails, and we say they don't belong. How conveniently do we forget that we've all come to sing the same sweet song? Shine on, oh ye lady of the harbor. And I want to go back to something you mentioned. You said that it wasn't long ago that songs like the ones I do were sometimes hit songs. I mean, look at Eve of Destruction was a number one song. Right. One of the things that happened, um, I'm, you, I'm sure you know this, you're in, the, you're in the industry. One of the things that happened was after George W. Bush was elected, they changed all the laws to benefit a group of his contributors that wanted to buy all the popular radio stations. Right. And nowadays, all the popular music radio stations are owned by the same right-wing Republican company. Like something like 97% of what is commercial radio on on the air and and so uh, generations uh, two generations of people have grown up totally never hearing any songs of that kind because ever since that happened they've banned uh people from the airwaves um and they'll ban an entire artist's work from the airwaves if they step out in one song and protest a war or 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 speak up against anti-gay laws or anything like that, they'll, they'll ban their entire work for the rest of their career. And so, I mean, in the last few years, there have been number one albums put out by Bob Dylan, James Taylor, Neil Young. These guys are still having number one records, but you never hear a single one of their cuts on commercial radio. No, you don't. Unless it's, you know, something from 1990, uh, 1975 or something like that. And I go one step further. They they ban genres. I mean, right now, if you go around the South, bluegrass is packing the house. I mean, they, there's people like Billy Strings, you know, and they're they're he's packing the house. He's doing very interesting modern bluegrass, you know, and mixing it up, playing Led Zeppelin songs bluegrass style, and he gets no play whatsoever unless it's you know a station in West Virginia or someplace like that. It's it's crazy. See, I, 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 what you're saying is so true, and and I don't think that it just means oh how sad we're not hearing that music. What it really means is that we're no longer having the national conversation that we used to have. Mm -hmm. You know, back in back in the 1960s, for example, you ha would have a song like Eve of Destruction, but you'd also have a song like The Ballad of the Green Berets, which you know lionized the guys who fought in the Green Berets in the Vietnam War. You could have that conversation in in your choice of music. You you would you would ha you would inevitably have that conversation if you just listened to the radio about right. what's right and what's wrong and what we should be doing going forward. That conversation is non-existent now in popular music, and and I think that as a people we suffer any time that we're that our uh, awareness of what's going on in the world is uh, is limited.
uh, unnecessarily. Yeah, it's the same. I believe the same thing's going on with jazz, with blues. There's great music being produced and put out, but it's just not getting past. If you're not auto tuning or you know you're not they fitting into the scheme that they they've thought of, then these that get thrown to the side and you don't see much of that music at all. Well, that well that's why stations like WPKN are so important, uh, Kevin, and uh, I'm honored to to be on your show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, that's why I want you to have you on. We got to talk about these things. You know, our audience gets it. Our audience appreciates the fact that there's so much difference. They love the fact that we'll play Rod McDonald because, oh, I never heard that. I mean, I hadn't heard rants and romance and i'm pretty well versed kind of guy who likes to find new music and turn my audience onto it and then i saw robin mention it robin bateau who's on the record um and i said let me check this out and boy i just fell in love right away i said wow this is like poignant and serious musicianship you're you've got great musicians including robin um you know and you're doing it with a song like what happened to you and you're talking about what we've been talking about you're talking about denial and d- delusion you know like and making stuff up you know and you're asking what happened to you you know i'm, I'm i haven't changed you know i'm I, I know what's going down but you what's going on with you your strongest song, I mean, was the most overtly strongest song has got to be Cry Freedom. How about it, America? Ready for the big one? Are you lining up to vote for Jesus and kingdom come? Only the men to have authority, except for a few women and minorities who service their masters and polish their guns. So they can go out and punish those reluctant ones With their election day hit squads And their psychotic judges And then stand before you with a straight face Like the boy who cried wolf And cried freedom They cry freedom while they're taking it away They don't mean freedom for you They mean the freedom for themselves to tell you what to do And your kids how to think They're the ones who self-identify With the best decisions money can buy And want elections they must personally run To serve the fetus and the gun And push other people around All they do is bring you down When they stand before you with a straight face Like the boy who cried You know, Cry Freedom started out as a guitar doodle. I just was sitting on the couch at night with, I have this cheap electric guitar that I leave laying around the living room. And sometimes at night when I'm just feeling like, I don't know what to do with myself, I'll sit down and I'll pick it up and I'll start playing it. Well, that's a strong riff. I started playing that that little piece, that guitar piece in it. I wrote the entire music to the song before I, before I really had any words. And then I found a piece of the lyric in, in my computer, sometimes when I'm when I'm hanging out and I, and I write something down that I think is that I want to save, I'll, I'll type it into the computer and just save it in a file for later on, uh, so that I don't you know have it laying around on a random piece of paper that gets tossed away. That makes sense. And I guess I just started putting the two together. You know, I I, I think that that um, cry freedom is is it, it, what it's really about. I guess is observing these politicians and and our governor here is one of them but he's certainly not the only one 
who, uh, who who go around talking about how they're going to limit our freedoms in the name of freedom. He has a podium that he takes around with him that has the word freedom on the front of it, and he and he sticks it, you know, in front of himself and then announces some new law, you know, taking away people's rights. Such I mean, a this demagogue. is what they do here, and uh, and, and it's just it's absurd, you know, and and. And I, uh, and and there's this thirst for it out there. There's this, there's this. Uh, I don't want to blame all Christians for it, but there's certainly a segment of Christianity that really seems to want to take over, so they can tell everybody what they can and can't do with their lives and their personal lives and beliefs. So I, I just, it just kind of wrote itself once. I, I call them American Taliban. <laughs> yeah. I mean, songs like that, sometimes you, you just get the spark of it and then it kind of writes itself. Well, it's very strong and it, it does have an amazingly great guitar riff. I was going to ask you who plays it. It's you. It's me. Yeah, I did all the guitars on that song. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was actually kind of kind of fun to do. I don't play a lot of lead guitar, so I uh, enjoyed doing that one. Shootout, open carry everywhere. That's what I'm talking about. What could possibly go wrong? Well, our militias in every town, with a Bible and a fiery cross. There are some who call that paradise. I could say more, but I'm being nice. And why should I worry when deep down I know they're just building him up to bring us all down low. You know, they, there's a, a, a Christian pastor, a pretty big one, I guess, recently said, you know, he, he's, his constituency came up to him or some, and said to him, you know, Jesus is just a little too soft. You know, he's not hard enough. You know, this love your neighbor and all this stuff. They said we have to be tougher, you know, and I think they, they identify with the orange one because they're saying he's a tool. He's a tool of God to get us what we want. And we have to put up with that, even though he, it's obvious to the most people that he's, he's not what he says he is. I understand that as a widespread hypocrisy in the Christian faith, in, in, in evangelical Christianity, no doubt about it. There's no other way, to, no other word to use to describe it, uh, to say that you're going to use this person because he's going to get you what you want. And, and then look at what it is they want. They want to control people. They want to make gender diversity penalized by law and, and uh, do away with any, any black history that makes uh, any white rich people uncomfortable. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's quite, a, quite a dubious platform that they have to begin with. Uh, and so I suppose it's not so surprising that they choose a dubious vehicle. And as you say, they cry freedom. You know, they, they, they like freedom if it's their kind of freedom and for them. But if, if you want a different kind of freedom. Freedom for them to tell everybody else what to do. That's what they mean when they say freedom, yeah. Freedom for them to tell you what to do. Well, uh, you know, 
Yeah, I, I think that, uh, I mean, I, I'm nominally a Christian. I, I was raised Catholic. I was, I, I believe uh, that uh, Jesus was a real uh, presence. Um, and yet I don't, I don't think that Jesus ever, I can't remember ever hearing or reading that Jesus went out and said, yea, verily go forth and punish everybody who disagrees with you you know, uh, go out and, uh, and put people in prison for doing this or that. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's just a power trip, you know, but it's such a widespread power trip. And, and I think that what keeps it going is the vast amount of money that it raises for the people that continue to spew the power trip, the preachers and the institutions that are, that are the spokespeople for this are, are, accumulating vast sums of money from from people who to some extent don't have very much to give away but give it all to them anyway and yeah so the money lenders are in the temple it's i suppose a feature of our capitalist society that money talks and it's talking very loudly in the guise of faith but it's it's still money doing the talking what did dylan say it screams <laughs> it's green yeah um, yeah, we're talking to Rob McDonald. He's a great musician, singer-songwriter. He wrote a great album called Ransom Romance. You should check it out. Um, we've been talking about all these songs. You know, it's not all politics and uh, social commentary on this album. I, I love the Come Out Annie. It has a feel of a nice, bouncy, old-fashioned reel. Come out, Annie, the moon is rising. All the world has stopped its sound. Soon you can hear the sounds. Come and take a look around. All the trees are still in sleeping. You won't hear the birds and bees. Come tomorrow, I'll be going. Would you ever go with me? That uh, that tune is uh, something I adapted from an old traditional fiddle tune. So I wanted I wanted someone to play it. I didn't want someone to improvise it. I wanted someone to play it exactly as it was written as well it's nice i like it. it's got a nice feel to it yes it is i like romantic <laughs> songs I, I think rants and romance is a, is a good title for this cd because it's what it really is well i am the trapper in this town i get up in the morning when the sun comes round i like to catch at least 10 pounds a week of hair in a rabbit well i had me a girl was a trapper too she caught herself a rabbit in a small red Neither of us knew just what to do We didn't want to shoot it or bring it in He scratched and hissed, but he would not beg So we opened up the jaws with a wooden peg That come right off on three good legs And that girl never went with me again Well, I don't mind, but if the truth be told I miss her in the winter when my hands get cold Hey, I'm just 16 years old There's lots of pretty girls around We've been talking to Rob McDonald, an extraordinarily good folk artist, you know, playing great music and commenting on our times. Really appreciate you coming to spend some time with me, Rod. You know, if we're going to go out with something from the album, what would you pick? We've mentioned a bunch of songs from the album, and I think those are good ones that you've picked. If I, uh, What Happened to You and Cry Freedom and um, Enough About Me. And the pandemic and heal the world. I mean, you mentioned all those. So, uh, and Kamadi Ani, uh, we, we've covered a lot of ground. Um, yes, we did. I, I really also like I Didn't Go to Woodstock, is, is one of the songs that I've really been having fun playing live. Oh. It's a true story. 
Um, you know, I'm a Connecticut native, Kevin. I'm from Connecticut. Yeah, that's um, what I understand. <laughs> I grew up in Southington, and I spent a summer working for the Hartford Current as a news reporter. And because I was a summer intern, it was the summer that Woodstock happened. And because I was a, a summer intern, I had no chance to get the weekend off and go anywhere. I, I had to stay in town and work. And so the song describes a kind of a series of events that, that happened. Mm. Uh, and it's kind of fun. That's that's one I, I really have a good time playing live too. Okay, well, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll go out with that. You know, I didn't go to Woodstock. Okay. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody. I didn't go to Woodstock. There was no way to get through. I've never been arrested for anything I didn't do. I never was a hippie, though I've traveled with a few. When the highways closed, I went to work Just like they told me to You're not going to Woodstock My boss, he sat me down We're not gonna cover it We need you downtown That's where there's a biker gang And just the other night They went into a Latin bar and it turned into a fight I went to see the biker gang They had a password at the door I was carrying a bottle We sat down on the floor The head man took a swig Passed it to me and said Now you When it comes back the other way You take a drink then too They passed the bottle back and forth I took a drink each time Two for every one of theirs I was feeling pretty fine I went back to the office Wrote down everything they'd said Passed out on the bathroom floor Wishing I was dead Go 
ahead, say it loud. No one went there anymore. There was too much of a crowd. I never was a hippie, even when I tried. I wasn't there at Woodstock, but the dream never died. 